the best. <laughs> Nothing like it. Wow. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Delightful. I can't believe how good he is. <laughs> Reminds me of how great that draft pick was. Good decisions. Let's let it let us down here. Good decisions led us down. Good decisions here. led us down this road. Um. All right, dude. Squeaky chair and all. Squeaky chair and all. We're ready to go. Jack's got the squeaky chair. Greetings, <clears throat> greetings and flamutations. Sally, my name's Carlisle. <laughs> this is my host, Lyle. <laughs> this is the Carlisle and Lyle show. We are your host, Carlisle and Lyle. Lyle, how are you doing? Couldn't be better, man. Salutations for me as well. Um, first, first topic: cars. Lyle. Yes. What's your favorite car, Lyle? Blue. <laughs> Blue car. All right. My name is Carlisle. My favorite car is red, Lyle. <laughs> I think that's good enough. Okay. <laughs> Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am joining you from Anaheim Hills in California. Here with me, in person, in his very own bedroom, is Jack. Tommy, it's good to have you home, my friend. You have been out on the road I have... like crazy from town to town, yeah. city to city. Yep. And I'm glad you're taking a pit stop in Anaheim Hills. We'll also be recording the podcast together next week because um, you will still be here. I will still be here. We but uh, what a treat it is to be here in person looking into those baby blue eyes. Scott, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, just a dreamboat this guy is. Uh, excited to talk about this week of fantasy football. Want to mention that Michelle is also here, our, our dear younger sister Michelle. Not here, here. But she is also visiting Anaheim Hills, fresh off her time away, off the grid. She took a six-month vacation. Really, really nice for her. Um, she was just kicking back and enjoying some nature. So good for her. Glad she's back. Thanks for listening, Michelle. Um, let's get into it, Tommy. I mean, what's what's up with fantasy? What is up with these matchups? I can tell you one thing. I'm feeling good, but we'll get to that later. Well, we certainly will. Uh yeah, thanks for the floor, Jack. The floor is yours. What a crazy week it was. It was a really crazy week, not only in the NFL, but in our league specifically. We had two matchups come down to the very, very wire. Um, as they say. <laughs> as they say. It was extremely wire. Justin versus Drew ends up... Uh, just a little over 100 points decided between the two man. of them. What did you say? I said man. Oh. And for all those listening out there who oh. aren't familiar we're, with we're, our, league, we're really our league doing scoring this. system, uh, 100 points is actually one point. So it was a mere fraction that separated Justin and Drew Drew this week. Drew, you know, I called it. Okay. His team's... And not yet. <laughs> Even closer was Dan versus Kyle's matchup. That Dan won very, very late on a meaningless 
Tyler Boyd reception. And Jack, if I had told you that Kyle was, let's see, a couple hundred points up on Dan going into the week, or going into Monday night, and Tyler Boyd scored 480 for Dan, and you knew that Kyle had Juju Smith-Schuster playing. Oh, yeah. Hooper and Cooper, LLC, yeah. another W in the books. That's what I'd be predicting. It was I mean, a very frustrating loss for Kyle. Oh, my gosh. And especially watching the game, just seeing Juju getting no... I mean, Mason Rudolph, for the love of God, he he doesn't throw for more than five yards down the field, ever. No. I mean, he, he had one throw that yeah. was a touchdown yeah. to the rookie, yeah. uh, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, yeah, sounds right. Um, and my gosh, I mean, so painful for Kyle to got to expect to get the W going into Monday night, like you said, and to come out of it three hundred loss and only less than a hundred points separating them. Uh, and gosh, I mean, for Dan, <laughs> for Tyler Boyd to only get him four eighty, and for him to squeak away with the win, I mean, I guess Tyler Boyd did just enough, but. We'll get into these guys' teams, but Tommy, I mean, just talk about that game. I mean, you can talk about Tyler and Juju specifically, but these are two teams going into the game. They were 0-3. What, do you, what is your outlook on the Bengals and Steelers? Because it has a lot of impact on their fantasy players, and they've both got some studs on those offenses, but you don't really know what to do with them right now. I mean, yeah, you is got... Tyler Boyd Tyler Boyd? Is Juju Smith Juju Smith-Schuster, or what's... Are those guys not locked and loaded every week? Juju Smith-Schuster is tough, man, because he's not what he was going to be. <laughs> he's not what you drafted him as. He, he won't be the rest of the year. And now it's just a matter of whether or not Mason Rudolph will involve him more in the offense. He said that he needs to get him more involved because Juju's been great. Uh, I would, I mean, I'm... You must be worried about Joe Mixon, I think, is who else you're talking about. And yeah. James Conner. Yeah. Even though James Conner looked like he had a great week. Or I mean, looked... all the offensive weapons in both those both those offenses. James yeah. Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, A.J. Green when he comes back, Joe Mixon. I mean, even the quarterbacks. I mean, no, you're not playing Andy Dalton or Mason Rudolph. But, but gosh, these are two offenses that were used to having really solid fantasy production. And there's some question marks right now. I mean, I don't know. I guess the Steelers got the win. They looked good, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's. But that's you know enough about the NFL. We we're here yeah, to talk yeah, about. Man. We're here this to is... talk about fantasy football. This is not an NFL podcast. Okay, let's talk fantasy football. Dan Dan the man gets the W. His team put up a, a solid performance. Led largely by Philip Rivers getting 310 passing yards and two passing touchdowns, and Leonard Fournette getting 225 rushing yards and 20 receiving yards with two catches, putting up 25-50. I mean, a huge week from Leonard Fournette. And then the Patriots defense, my goodness. I mean, they have been a juggernaut this season. 1,400, 49-50, 2,034-50. Just a massive massive fantasy player right now. Dan's got them locked and loaded every week. I mean, they're coming up against the Redskins, the Giants, the Jets, Cleveland. I mean, New England is going to continue to win Dan some some matchups here. I mean, you look at his team, 
and you can talk, you can speak to it a little bit, but there were a lot of holes this week, and he was able to get the W because of the Patriots' defense. Yeah, New England is looking like they're going to win some people some championships this year. They have been out of control. Uh, totally leading the way for Dan's team so far. I mean, they've given him two wins. When you look at like the forty nine fifty, nothing else mattered that week. He yeah. won that week yeah. because of that. And like you said, with thirty four fifty this week, it was so monumental when you compare it to Jacksonville's. 450, 450. I mean, 3,000 had... points. There it is. That's the matchup. That's the matchup. And he won by, he won by 600, yep. you know, and the defensive difference was 3,000. So you tell me, scientist. Um, you say 600? 60. 60. Whatever, man. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Tell me about the weak spots, though, because we know what's working on Dan's team. Adam Thielen, only 160, two catches for six yards. <clears throat> We've mentioned Tyler Boyd. Greg Olson, only two catches for five yards. DJ Moore, only three catches for 44 yards. Which of those guys are you worried about long-term? I'm not really super concerned about any of them long-term. Dan gets the win despite of all of these terrible performances. So I think it's just, I think you just look at it as a positive for him. They're down weeks for his guys. Are you, like, okay, Adam Thielen's not the Adam, not going to be the Adam Thielen he was last year. But I'm not really worried about him producing consistently. They played against the Bears. Nobody plays well against the Bears. His other three weeks were fine. Tyler Boyd, no, I don't know. panic, drop him. Tyler drop Boyd alert. has been has been fine. He's it was a down week, but I'm not worried about Tyler Boyd. Larry Fitzgerald, not worried about him. Greg Olson, I guess a little bit, uh, although he was great against. Although Arizona's been a really bad defense, so he was great against Arizona, but that doesn't really tell us much. Oh, they have been atrocious, especially yeah. against tight ends, which is weird. Like yeah. a weird, a specific position. Yeah, I don't really don't, understand. Don't I'm, not, I'm not smart enough of a football guy to understand how a team can be so bad at covering tight ends, but good at covering wide receivers, theoretically. Right, right. Is I don't just, think anyone's surprised by that. Well, well, you explain it then, Hotshot. What is it, like <laughs> linebacker coverage or some garbage? I don't know. Watch SportsCenter if you want to hear, hear Linebackers that. Linebackers do cover tight ends a lot. Anyway, uh, Anyways, one player on Dan's bench, I'm going to cut you off, one player on Dan's bench that I'm excited about. Jalen Samuels, he got 19.54 this week. I mean, it was Monday night game primetime, so I was tuned in, but Jalen Samuels was fun in that game. I mean, he was running some some things out of the Wildcat. Do you think Dan's going to be able to play him moving forward? And if so, that adds some firepower to a, to a Dan the Man team that already looks pretty dangerous. It certainly does. It's hard to say. I mean, you want one or two more weeks of this before you can play him confidently. Sure. Right. But his involvement in the offense was definitely very intriguing. Being run as Wildcat. That's, yeah. If, if yeah. he's getting this kind of utilization, that's another piece for Dan to use on his already loaded team. Uh, Take I'm, me through Kyle's team, Tommy. I mean, Hooper and Cooper, they, they put up a respectable week. They did. They put up a respectable week, but ultimately his wide receivers let him down in a major way. And which is the surprising part because that has been the strong part of his team through the first three weeks. Julio Jones, 730. Smith-Schuster, we talked about, only 300. Amari Cooper, only 730. Jarvis Landry and his flex actually had his best week of the year by far with 2070, but it's the wide receiver one through three that lost in the, the week. You could argue, we talked about how the big difference was the defenses, obviously, but despite that, he had a real shot, and if he gets a decent performance from any of the three of them, he wins the week. So, I think for Kyle, you just chalk it up as 
bad luck. I mean, Eckler was amazing again. Now that's going to be interesting with that Cow- Calvin Gordon. Sorry, I sorry to cut you off. I just you were talking about Cooper. That Cowboys game was so weird. Like, so I didn't see any of it. Okay, it was so. I mean, the 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 Saints won twelve to ten. It was just from two teams that are so good offensively. Like the Cowboys' offense looked really bad, and they've looked really good all season. So it was this really weird game. I mean, to your point, Hooper and Cooper, it's the team name. Hooper comes out, puts up 1750. He's doing his part. I mean, he needs his partner. He does need Cooper. Yeah. Cooper needs to get four digits and he didn't. And if he did, like you said, when you're the face of an organization, yeah. your name's you got, on the building. You made partner. Yeah. You got to You I got to made partner. Julio Jones isn't out there. You know, he's, he's not working for Hooper and Jones LLC. Right. It's he can put up a 730 whenever he wants. Right. You can right. go home at 6 p.m., yeah. see the family, see the kids. Yes, yes. Hooper and Cooper better be in that building until midnight. Their name's on the their names on the front door. Anyways, uh, Jarvis Landry, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned him, I mean, him having a huge week. Is this out of the ordinary? Eight catches for 167 yards. Are you are you excited about him or do you think it'll be back to back to his first 3 weeks moving forward with with, you know, never breaking 1000? Jarvis Landry is Tough for me, just because Odo Beckham Jr. is theoretically the first option there. They're going to use Nick Chubb a lot. They're going to use him often, and if they're ahead in games, they're really going to lean on him like they did against Baltimore. He had a few fun runs in that game. <laughs> he went wild. So, yeah, Landry's really the third option, and I think it's going to be more like the first three weeks than it will be the fourth week. You can expect to get for him to get you 100 yards and a touchdown every once in a while, but... I think more often than not, you're just going to see him. He'll have half a dozen targets, eight targets, maybe only three, four catches for 40, 50 yards, something like that. But uh, I think before, oh yeah, before you cut me off, I was saying that Melvin Gordon's going to be yeah, coming back. That's huge, huge for Kyle. So that'll team. be interesting to see what kind of split they have with him. It being Melvin Gordon's first game, it could yeah. actually end up being. I guess it's disruptive. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I spoke too soon to there because it might not be a clean. It might not be a clean give up, and my gosh, Austin Eckler with Melvin Gordon off the field has been insane. So, what do you got there? He's been. We're going to get into this a little more, but he's been. He's the number two running back on the season. Yeah. So I spoke too soon. I mean, Melvin Gordon's coming back too quickly. If you if you're Kyle, this is this exactly. is going to be tough. This is going to get real tough for him. Who do you play? Who's getting the? What's the what's the workload going to be week one? You got to think it goes it goes quickly back to Melvin's favor though. Yeah, I think it will certainly within a few weeks, but there's still going to be that two week awkward period. Josh Allen on Kyle's bench. He had a bad concussion. We'll see if he's playing, but I don't know. Kyle had a, a really solid performance from Matt Stafford. They've got a bye next week, so it'd be it'd be nice if Josh Allen weren't injured. But Kyle will have to hit the waiver wire. Yeah, uh, yeah. we got to move on to more matchups. This is taking way too long. One last thing. Great stream by Kyle to play Matt Stafford. Uh, unfortunately, it was not enough to get him the win. Can't believe the Lions blew that game against the Chiefs. So, you, Lions. You can't? Yeah, I can absolutely believe can't. it. We all saw it coming 100%. As a Chiefs fan, but, I, can t- I can tell you with complete, complete seriousness, not... At one point during that yeah. game, was I afraid that the Chiefs were going to lose? Yeah, which speaks volumes. But you're right. I mean, you're you're justified in that lack of yeah. fear because how poetically lions how the game turned out. All right, matchup number two, Jake. Let's go to the other one that was uh, 
that we were saying was super close until the end. Justin got a catch from John Ross that put him at 11,050 to Drew's 10,938. Uh, it was the one last catch by John Ross. And funnily enough, I think, I think he injured his shoulder on the play that got Justin the victory. Really? This was a very close matchup. Right? Yeah. Super close. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Neither team deserved to get the win. John John Ross, though, going back to that, like... We were just talking about the Bengals' offense. That's another guy I just don't know what to do with. He's had some monster weeks. I guess you keep playing him. He gets Justin the victory this week just by, just by the hair of his chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Why don't you look at his... Uh... Recent news there, bud. <laughs> I think he's going to be out a few weeks. So Justin can probably go ahead and drop him. All right. Drop alert. Anyway, uh, maybe the most disappointing week for Patrick Mahomes since he became the Kansas City starter. Like, I don't know. Did he have as low of a score as eight? I mean, he did. Obviously, but how many times did he get sub two thousand? Sub two thousand is a brutal week for Pat Mahomes. Exactly, uh, he gets eighteen hundred, and you're like, that's extremely disappointing. Yeah, Kenny Galladay, massive week 20, 21-20. about a good, a decent bounce away week for Emmanuel Sanders, twelve ninety. Alshon Jeffrey gets the touchdown on Thursday night, eleven thirty. I like seeing Devontae Freeman so evolved uh, in the passing game. He gets fourteen hundred. Really tough luck with Jamal Williams. I'm really glad Justin got the victory because Jamal Williams got taken out of the game after his first touch, which was just brutal. A brutal way for the game to start for Justin. And, uh, yeah, Justin's team has not performed yet. But he is very fortunate to be 2-2. and Or, I mean, 1-3. No, what is he? Two and two? Yeah. Two and two. He's extremely fortunate to be one and three. <laughs> I mean That would be that would be a harsh that would be a harsh take. <laughs> that would be, that would be. Uh, describe anyone as extremely fortunate to be one and three is a harsh take. Yeah, I mean, we've said it all season long. Justin's running backs are what worries us. And yeah. it's that situation really hasn't improved. Cohen Not on the bench sure. gets a touchdown, so he gets a decent week, but Still sub a thousand. And he's coming back next week, but Matt Breed is healthy. Tevin Coleman's healthy again, if I'm not mistaken. He's getting there. Um it's uh yeah, I mean Justin squeaks by with a win, he's two and two now, but Still that issue there. Still that issue there. And that's wide receiver's great. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, twenty one twenty, Emmanuel Sanders twelve ninety, Alshon Jeffrey eleven thirty. I mean Studs in the wide receiver position. Just gotta, and don't even get me started on Justin Tucker. I mean, down week for him, but he's locked and loaded every week. The goat. Um, but Justin, I mean, hit the waiver wire, hit the trading block, man. You gotta get a running back. Your running backs are desolate. Drew, I was right, three and one. <laughs> Chink in the armor. Just, I mean, an absolute. Matt Ryan, 1568. Calvin Ridley, 470. I told you. I told I'm, not, you. I'm just going to cut you off there. So a down <laughs> week for Drew's team. And it was just, it's a, that's just what it is. The Tennessee's defense, I guess, is pretty legit. In Atlanta, shut down the Falcons, holding them to 10 points. So we mentioned Julio Jones had a bad week. So somehow Austin Hooper was the only, Kyle called it, the only receiving player on that team to have a good week. So, 
Will yeah. Fuller, I mean, the, the Houston offense just looked really bad. We'll get to that when we talk about Anna's team. But Will Fuller, not a great week. Four, four weeks now, Will Fuller, where he has not boomed. And uh, so that's that's unfortunate. I, there's, you got to start The, the potential is his... always there, but if, if it's going to be once every five weeks, that's not good enough. Uh, Derrick Henry, one of the very few fantasy players, non-quarterback, of course, to get double digits every single week in standard scoring. Mm. Um, he's He's been steady for Drew. Uh Top six, top six running back, I believe. Top six or seven. I think six in standard, but maybe a little lower in, in half PPR. Travis Kelsey, of course. Where does he rank on the on the season for tight ends? He's been over a thousand every week. He has not been over a thousand every week, uh, has he? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I stand mistaken. Stand corrected. I stand mistaken. <laughs> You stand, okay, you stand that, that first that week I was thinking it was bad, but he still got uh, 1,030, so yeah. um, not not too shabby. We'll get into his rank, his uh, place in the rankings here in a little bit. Bears defense, huge for Drew. Talking about Patriots being a studly defense, Bears are up there too for being, being a team that can really win you a week. I mean, they get 2,400 against Minnesota. They'll be playing Oakland next week. you got to think they'll follow that up uh, with another big week for Drew. Hopefully... It'll be alongside some more solid performances from the rest of his team because gets his first loss of the season. His team's in really good position still, but I don't know. You know, Tommy, we'll see. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not all sunshine and roses for Drew, absolutely. But, yeah, Matt Breida coming back from the bye. Should he give him a boost? And uh, it'll be better days ahead for Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. We'll see. So... I'm not, you know, at three and one, he sits in a really, really good spot. We'll see. So that's that's the good news for him. Chicago, by the way, is averaging 1,938 points per week. We'll see. We'll see, Drew. This is an ASMR podcast. <laughs> no, Tommy, two matchups. We're having a lot of fun. We're having a good time. Let's start breezing through these. What's the next matchup? Can we please talk about my team yet? I mean, I am itching to talk about another monster performance from my guys. We'd like to thank Jordan Dahl Cookhouse, our sponsor, Jordan Dahl, or the Jordan's Dahl. Verona's finest, Madison's best, Wisconsin's truest. Jordan Dahl. Jordan Dahl Cookhouse. <laughs> thank you, Jack, for that plug. Why don't we just talk about your team? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Woo! Golf, golf, pass. Might as well. So, you take Anna down 11,268 to Anna's 10,300. One of the lowest scoring matchups of the week, although it was a pretty low scoring week. Fun fact, this week, the average score was 12,011 points. Not great. Not great. Hey, over 12,000 though. The season average is 12,507, so it it's well below average. Well below average. But it's a very small sample size as well. Anyway, Jack, your team hasn't been that great so far. Well, uh, that's an interesting way to describe it. <laughs> three and one. At, at three After and one, four weeks, do you my wanna, team is three and one. Do you want to just get into the specifics right now? We might as well. Absolutely. A monstrous week from my that's team. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> my about. my team this week. Three and one now, sitting near the top of the league. I mean, a huge week from Jared Goff. Losing 55 to 40 
to the Buccaneers. That was a weird game. I have no explanation for that. Was very shocked when I saw the score. Uh, but Jared Goff quietly put up 517 passing yards, two touchdowns. Unfortunately, he threw three interceptions, so that might have helped. But he threw three interceptions, Jack. And didn't he also fumble? Yeah, a lot of turnovers. And still scored twenty three sixty eight. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews above a thousand again. Excited about that. Will Lutz really was big for me. He had four field goals. Like I said, the the Saints beat the Cowboys twelve to ten, so four field goals there. Um, and then my wide receivers, you know, nothing nothing incredibly special, but solid performances across the board. Keenan Allen's first down week was seven thirty, but that's okay, my friends. I mean, he's been an absolute monster. I don't know what you're about I mean, throw out your numbers and your theories about my team right now, but I'm sitting at three and one. I've got some studs in my lineup. And uh yeah, I'm i I'm feeling great. But what do you You should feel what's amazing. What's the algorithm you're looking at? You should feel amazing. You at three and one after four weeks is about as as good as you could hope to start. Louis four and zero, right? But that's not a realistic expectation to go four and zero unless you're Louis. Apparently, uh, <laughs> so and and I like your team. You have a good team. I'm saying they haven't performed out of this world, and that you there's that's that's something you can three and one <laughs> that you can't debate that. So I have the stats right here in front of me, Jake. You are eighth as far as points scored, average points scored per week at 12,542. You should be in eighth place. And also, I did some calculations today, and I took... So the way I did the math was I took the average weekly score, Mm -hmm. right, each week, and then... If you were above that average, that's basically an expected win. Sure. Right? Below it is an, 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 is you're not expected to win. Sure. But I also took into account if point totals were weighted differently, like if there were two really bad weeks from teams and that way lowered the average, but there weren't a lot of teams that scored less. So, like, how many teams would you have beaten that week, basically? Sure. If that's less than six, that's not... An expected victory. Okay. Right? Seems like a thorough methodology. For now. Following that formula, your team should be one and three. Okay. What? No. Okay. So, let me point out a few flaws in that methodology. You're not taking the intangibles into account. Okay? You're, you're running off of pure... What, like, what were those numbers you were talking about? Standings, records, you know, point totals, points against. These are... This is... Yeah, you can crunch numbers any which way. Any which way to get the narrative you want. What I'm telling you is heart, gut, intuition. My team's three and one. I mean, need I say more? You had a good week one, 13,000. But that is actually for week one was an expected loss. Week one was crazy. The average score in week one was 13,439. And you would have only beaten like four other teams. With 13,000 points. So that's a really good week, but it's an expected loss, according to my metrics. Sure. Well, I won. Anyway, you didn't deserve... You won, you won week two, which was a great week, 14,000, and then you won with 11,700 and 11,200, both unexpected victories. So, 
your team should be one and three. You should be feeling really good that you're three and one because you got a decent team and you're looking good. You're on track to easily make the playoffs. <laughs> Anywho. Anna's one and three. What's her expected algorithm ratio, huh? Anna is actually one and three, which stinks for her. And actually, her her um, she was one of the weird cases. So I've I've got her expected record as one and three as well, with an asterisk next to her name because I you could make a case that should be she should be two and two. In week three, Anna scored twelve thousand nine hundred and thirty four. Which is 300, a little less than 300 over the average score that week. But she would have lost to six other teams that week. So even though she had an above average score, she would have lost to more than half the league. So that's where, that's where, the, that's where the metrics aren't perfect. Sure. Well, <laughs> I knew it. I mean, I, I knew this was a flawed methodology. If it, if it says I should be one in three, there's clearly... So you can make an argument, and it could be two and two or one and three. Either way, what do we? So Deshaun Watson eleven sixty, DeAndre Hopkins five sixty. I mean, it's what we said. It's what we said when she drafted them. They're going to lose her weeks. They're going to win her weeks. Why have they been losing her so many weeks? DeAndre Hopkins, since his awesome week one, six fifty nine seventy five sixty. DeAndre Hopkins is the twenty third ranked wide receiver. A quarter of the way through the season. It's not what you drafted him That's as. That's not what you drafted him as. It's not what you drafted him as. He needs to be better. Even though he's amazing, he needs to be a lot better for Anna to have success this season. I think he will be. I do I, too. I think you'll see I think you'll see DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson both have a bounce back week next week against the Falcons and continue it on from there. Against the Chiefs, I think they'll have another yep. big week. The Colts, I think they'll have another big week. Oakland, I think they'll have another big week. Once they run into Jacksonville and heading into their bye week, they'll slow down. But I think I think Anna's going to be happy with her next four weeks out of those two guys. And with those two guys bumping, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up five at three after eight games. Yeah, I think that's a great take because I was looking a little bit at their schedule and it does soften up quite a bit. So hopefully they can get on track. And if they get on track and things stay the same with the rest of her roster, she is going to rattle off a bunch of victories in a row. Cooper Cup has been fit. Nominal. Yeah. He's been tremendous. Yeah. He's another, getting so many targets and he's getting all the touchdowns. Another Ram for Anna to be thrilled about. Todd Gurley going out there and getting 2250, two rushing touchdowns. But what's even more exciting is seven receptions for 54 yards. Todd Gurley was used again. Like we said, the Buccaneers somehow scored 55 points on the Rams, but their offense looked good. They scored 40 points, and Todd Gurley was used like Todd Gurley should be used. With Cooper Cup, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and his team, looks like they have a bright future. One weird thing, tell me what's up with Baltimore's defense. They only got 200 against Cleveland, lost 40-25. to 25. That was a really weird game. I mean, are you, I, you're playing Baltimore against Pittsburgh. You're playing Baltimore against Cincinnati. Um... So I'm not really asking, are they good? But I'm just, as a football guy, like, was that the Browns? Around. Was that the Browns like turnaround game or? I don't know. It, it's tough to say. To put up 40 points yeah. against the Ravens is a pretty. That's a statement game. It is. They just got dismantled by the Chiefs, but the Chiefs dismantle everyone. And yeah, so to back that game up with a truly very very disappointing showing at home. In a divisional game. I mean, I. 
I would have never. We do a pro pick'em league for those listeners that listening out there who aren't in our league. Uh, we also do a pro pick'em league, and I put a lot of points on Baltimore to beat the Browns because I just the Browns have not looked good. Baltimore's looked really good, except against Kansas City, and Cleveland's not Kansas City, or so I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, like we said, Tevin Coleman. Uh, early in the episode, like we said, Tevin Coleman is on Anna's bench. He'll be coming back, so hopefully she can plug him in uh, to that flex spot when she needs him. But otherwise, Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley now looking a little more alive. Um, if if Watson and Hopkins can turn around, I don't know. I Anna's team is 1-3, but genuinely, I mean, you heard it here first. I'd put my money down that she's going to be 5-3 and three coming, out of, uh, coming out of the halfway mark. I don't think that's a. I mean, that's a bold take to predict someone to go four and zero. That's pretty bold. But she's got. I think you. I think you're right that she's in. If she's. It's just been a tough start. And I think, yeah, I think she's going to be fine. I like. I like the matchup she has for her big guys for the for her for her high scorers. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, it's certainly not time to hit the panic button. I'm not sure she really needs to do much. She just needs Watson and Hopkins to turn it around. Yeah. That's just plain and simple. And they will. All right. What's the next matchup, TJ John? Yeah. Let's talk about the next matchup in just a moment for I am going to tell you. No, I'm just going to mention real quick that Justin, we were talking about your expected win total or expected record. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, okay? Sounds like you were, Sounds like you're not. Justin, you and Justin are the biggest benefactors of my metrics uh meaning you're the you're the luckiest ones you oh, okay at three and one and your expected win total of one and three justin is two and two with an expected win total of zero and four okay all right because justin has yet to have a good week which all that means is wow. <laughs> <laughs> no you put it that way he put he scored twelve thousand three hundred week one but that was the that was the big week of an average score of thirteen four yeah so that's why he didn't have an expected win there. But no, point is, you take the luck. You it's not oh, it's not a it's not a mark against you guys. You've nope. been lucky so far. Oh, take you take it, it. You take and you it, run with and it. You run with it. Yeah. Yes, Me, get your yeah. team in shape for a playoff push. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and Kyle's at two and two. His expected win total would be three and one, and Drew is two and two. His expected win total instead of his three and one record. Just to throw all that out there. And then Dan is is right on the money with he should be three and one. Anyway, next matchup. We might as well go from you from you to me, dude. I'm so sick and tired of Louis. Um I just I'm done. That's so true. So he gets fourteen thousand eight hundred and twenty, ruining my twelve thousand six hundred and seventy eight. This week was an expected win for me based on my metrics. I had an above average score. I do not win. Pittsburgh gets me 2700 on a Monday night that could have been a fantasy miracle. If I was playing anyone else, I would have been taken by the Steelers from losing to winning on Monday night. One of the best feelings you can ever have in fantasy. But no, I'm playing Louie, who averages 14,200 points a week. It's not fair. His team's a juggernaut. <laughs> we called it. His team's an absolute Juggernaut. The man puts up almost 15,000 this week and gives you no shot at a victory. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson, another 
beast of a week, 2,600 points. He put throws three more touchdowns, 244 pa- 247 passing yards, and 66 rushing yards. Corton Sutton. I mean... If he turns out to be anything for Louis, I'm going to be so him. pissed. Watch him. Two touchdowns this week. No, I mean, I don't think you can expect 2,000 from Cortland Sutton regularly at all, but great play by Louis. Um, Zeke and his flex in 1350 a down game, but solid production from his running backs, Aaron Jones and Delvin Cook, 1480 and 1600. I mean, we just, we've said it before, we've said it again. Louis' team is just solid. I mean, he his stats are beefed up a little bit this week by the quarterback play, Corton Sutton's beast week, and then Seattle's defense putting the beat down on Arizona, but um, still, solid performances. No big holes in Louis' team at all. O.J. Howard with the worst week, but I like O.J. Howard still. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, we, we're here every year, Tommy. Louis' team is great, again. What more do you say? I mean, I'm not worried about Louis having a hold the tight end position. Um, he's got, he picked up Chris Herndon very smartly. Chris Herndon has one more week of suspension, but there has been some serious hype for him, and it's a it's a good speculative pickup when his only his only hole right now is at the tight end position. I don't know who Louis plays next week, but I can tell you they're going to lose. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is going up against the Packers defense. They just gave up thirty one hundred to Jordan Howard. Louis playing me next week, so you're going to lose. Uh, okay. I, listen, dude, you should be one and three, so take three and two and run with it. Louis, Jack, this is not going to surprise you very much. His expected record, based on my metrics, 4 0. 4 0. Crazy. <laughs> what a world. He's 4 0, man. I mean, yeah, let's not. He's I got don't, Golden Tate coming whatever, back. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? We say it every year. Let's talk about your team, because your team put up a good week, man. I mean, you're one and three, and I don't know about your funky numbers, but you don't deserve to be there. Um,. My my expected record would be two and two. Okay, I, I got exactly. screwed. I, I had I, I punted away the first two weeks. Didn't deserve to win them. That was my, like my team did not come out ready. I suppose that's on me. But I mean, I dug people don't put enough emphasis on the preseason. Yeah. How were your tra- how was training camp? It went be a little honest. light. I got be a bunch honest. of vets on my team. We went a little light. Training camp wasn't. What are you expecting in the first couple of weeks? I you didn't guys really play. Ready? I didn't play much in the preseason. I have risk of injury. Yeah, but I mean, look at their performance. Week one, I mean, week one we started. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I knew. See that? Here's the thing. I still, I still believe in my team. I think my team could be really good. I'm just hoping they're not really good too late. <laughs> I mean, hey, Mike Evans, another solid week, sixteen ninety. He's a beast, dude. You, I would love to have Mike Evans, Christian McCaffrey, twenty eight ninety. The one that got away. The one that- I'll. I'll <laughs> Never be able to sleep again, knowing I passed on him now with Saquon's injury. Chris Carson has worked out for you, 1650. He's a beast of an RB2. Um, Miles Sanders over 1,000 points. I mean, I don't know. I guess at this point, your weakness is your wide receivers. I think Christian McCaffrey and Chris Carson are one of the best one-two punches in the league in terms of running backs. I think you should be really excited about those two guys. But how are you feeling about your wide receivers? Hollywood Brown, a down week with only four catches and 22 yards. Demarcus Robinson with only four catches for 35 yards. And then not a whole love on your bench. Julian Edelman with only four catches for 30 yards. Philip Dorsett, only 290. How are you feeling about the outlook of your wide receivers? 
I am still very optimistic. Love Mike Evans. I think he's a he's a monster. He's he's I'm been very, fun to watch this season. I'm very excited uh, after the down weeks, the first two weeks, which are rumored to be caused by he had a, a stomach flu or like some sort of stomach sickness and mono. I hear it's going around. <laughs> it is going around in the NFL. But no, I I like Mike Evans, and there's a reason I sat Edelman and Dorsett this week. It was a, up against Buffalo, very tough matchup. Tom Brady had a horrible week, four seventy. Edelman, I'm, I'm very confident in moving forward. I think I think he's a fine. So here's the thing: I think Edelman's a fine wide receiver, two three. Mike Evans is my lock at one. Marquise Brown, the the targets have been there, but the chemistry has just not been there since week one. For Joe, for Joe Flacco, wow. For Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown. Honestly, <laughs> Joe Flacco's looked great this season <laughs> so far on the Ravens. Really turned back the clock. No, he's uh, he's looked bad on the Broncos. I guess he had a good last week. Anyways. But yeah, so I to your, to your question, I'm not worried about my wide receiving core, but I am going to need Marquise Brown and... Julian, I'm going to start producing more consistently. And I'm very worried about that. <laughs> and I'm not, no, I'm not worried about that. Here, Like, my quarterback got 470. I put up, like, a 14,000 yeah. point week sure. if I have a competent quarterback. Sure. My team is, if Christian McCaffrey keeps doing this, I, I, there's no way I don't turn it around. Yeah. I feel like. I'm, I like, so I'm just. I love the outlook. Love the positivity. I just, I need to, Scott and I. At one and three each, play each other next week. That is going to be a very important. All right. Speaking of Scott's team, can we go into his matchup or anything else to say about you or Louis' team? No, Louis is fine. Louis is going to make the playoffs. Like we already know that. Yeah. If, so I don't know. He's he's just going to focus on getting ready for uh, you know sustaining a, a playoff run here. But sure, I'm I'm going to be. It's going to be an uphill battle for me. I put myself in quite the hole. Am I correct to go on to Scott and Brian's matchup? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay. Do the 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 best matchup. Of My the week. goodness, oof. Uh, oof, Brian. I mean, we know Brian's one of the one of the smartest, cleverest managers in the league. But boy, does he use a great strategy this week? He saw storms a brewing going up against Scott, so he tanked. <laughs> He's saving his points for future weeks. Brian putting up only 8,704 so points. Scott almost doubling him with 16,074 points. I mean, it takes some foresight to know you're going up against a, a tornado of a team. And Brian's team, I mean, Green Bay goes out there and gets a goose egg as a defense. I mean, you don't think that was Brian whispering in their ear? Marlon Mack putting up only 390 uh, dealing with a little bit of an injury. I mean, James Conner was the only bright spot on Brian's team, along with Harrison Butker. And I guess Russell Wilson puts up 1430. He's okay. But James Conner, I mentioned Jalen Samuels earlier. I know it's the Bengals, but that Steelers, deep, that Steelers offense was sort of fun. I mean, not good for the wide receivers, but fun for that running back passing game. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, let's keep in mind it was Cincinnati they were playing. So, uh it could just be a hot flash in a pan, but yeah, definitely encouraging. I like the way they mixed it up, and and if they're going to continue to be creative, James Conner, as long as he can stay healthy, he had a bit of an ankle injury, but he's going to get the touches. It'll it'll remain to be seen if if he can produce that much against much better defenses. 
for instance, Baltimore next week. Mm-hmm. Brian drops to one and three. We don't see him this in, is rare in territory. the hole very often. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Brian's team? I mean, obviously a down week, but like we said, he did it intentionally for strategy. But at this point, he doesn't have a lot of tanks left in the system before he's got to really pull together some wins. Yeah, Brian's team only averaging 11,600 and change through four weeks. So he, 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 it's not like he's gotten the raw end of the deal of anything here. He... um. He really, they just haven't performed yet. The big thing is obviously Tyree Kill going out has just been a huge hit to his team that he hasn't really been able to overcome. He wasn't able to find anyone. Like, the guys he's been playing at is wide receiver three. Trey Quinn, he played uh, Corey Davis another week. Corey Davis put up 91 yards and a touchdown this weekend. Uh, A rare... You know Corey Davis, he likes to go out there and put up 2,000 points, you know, once every six weeks, something exactly. like that. Exactly. Brian can play him next week and expect 300. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I'd recommend playing him again in week 10 or 11. Yeah. David Montgomery hasn't, still hasn't really worked out. Like, he's averaging just around, like, less than 1,000 points a game, Only has only broken 1,000 once. It, it just hasn't really come together for Brian now... I, I I would I will admit that if Tyree Kill is not coming back, like Tyree Kill needs to get back and he needs to produce. Otherwise, I'm like I'm getting worried for Brian, uh, because he doesn't have depth, really. Yeah, he he got, he got to get rid of one of his quarterbacks. Yeah, they've both been pretty up and down though. I mean, Russell Wilson's been pretty good, but Aaron Rodgers had a great week. So I don't know who do you drop there, and hopefully, Darnold comes back and Jameson Crowder is the somewhere close to the guy that he was in week one when he got those 14 catches or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, things aren't yeah, looking once, good for once Brian. He's over the mono. Uh, Tommy, my goodness, tell me about Scott's team. We spent way too much time talking about Brian's 8,000-point team. Scott puts up one of the best weeks of the season so far, 16,074. Top to bottom, studs. What, I mean, what sticks out to you about Scott's team? The curse is real or the curse is broken? The curse might be real. This would be a great way to break it. Scott's team, no no uh no hyperbole, has been the second best team. Well one of three. <laughs> Scott has Scott has been the second best team. He's averaging thirteen thousand seven hundred and thirty two points. Uh trailing only Louie. Trailing only Louie. Kyle is in third with thirteen thousand two hundred and forty nine. And uh and then it's Dan with 13,112. They're the four teams that have averaged over 13,000 points a week. Scott's Scott should be 3 and 1. He should be 3 and 1. He's had two victories or two defeats that should have been victories. And so that's the frustrating part is that he should be 3 and 1 and he is 1 and 3, especially when he he finally scores 16 grand and it's against someone who scores 8,000. <laughs> Could have used that sixteen grand a couple of the other weeks. Exactly, exactly. So, but my God, Chris! Oh my God, Godwin! You couldn't have said, "Oh my Godwin." Well, that's like you know, Curtis, my favorite, Martin, Martin. Mm-mm. See, that's the thing. See, that's where you're wrong. Anyway, dude, he's got to be feeling great about Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Let me. I mean, I'll just I'll just get into some of the stuff. So, Chris Godwin is the number two ranked wide receiver in half PPR, only behind Keenan Allen. And, wow. Mike, and Mike Evans is number four. So right now, Tampa Bay is producing two top five wide receivers. Bruce Arians. Nothing but good thoughts and feelings about Chris Godwin. He's been amazing except for one week. 
Kyler Murray, Scott claims he's going to stick with him. I, there's nothing really wrong with that. He hasn't really broken out yet. He's been fine the last three Rushing weeks. Rushing touchdown helps. Yeah, he's been fine the last three weeks, but uh, nothing spectacular. He's playing I'm, the Bengals next week, and then the Falcons, and then the Giants. So I like all three of those matches. Yeah, playing the Bengals against me, that's uh, that's definitely a potential for, for a big game for Kyler Murray. Sammy Watkins, Jack, has been bad since his week one. It's three straight weeks now of disappointing performances from Sammy Watkins after it was like, oh my God, Tyreek Hill is out. Sammy Watkins, I mean, I even said he could be like a top 15 wide receiver with with Tyreek Hill out, but the touchdowns just haven't been going to him. The targets are there. Yeah, it's, it's real. I mean, it's... I mean, that first game is just an outlier. 11 targets for nine catches, 198 yards, three touchdowns. That was just a monster game. We all overreacted. Since then, like you said, the targets have been there. 13 targets, eight targets, six targets. I mean, this last game, you need you, you hope to see more than that. But I don't know. I think... Obviously, nobody thought he was going to be 4,000 points a week or even close no, to but, that. But... I think he's still been Mahomes' number one option. Yeah. I think the tides are turning. I think that many Patrick Mahomes targets, you're just gonna be able to expect more fantasy points than you've been seeing. I think it'll, you won't see a four thousand point week anytime soon. But I think Sammy Watkins, you know, I I, I don't know. But I guess at the same time, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, when Tyreek Hill comes back, Travis Kelsey. Darren Williams, Damian Williams, Damian Williams, Sean McCoy, Sean McCoy. I mean, there's like we've joked about before, an infinite amount of resources in that offense. I don't know. Maybe Sammy Watkins isn't a locked and loaded start every week. Maybe it's matchup by matchup. Maybe it's cross your fingers. I don't. Here's know. Here's the thing: is you're not you're not sitting him, right? You can't sit him. He's getting the targets. He's on the best offense with the best quarterback. He's arguably his number one target for as long as Tyreek Hill is out and still is his number two option when Tyreek Hill is back. Yeah. No, Unless he starts putting up like goose egg after goose egg, yeah. you're not sitting him. Yeah. He's a, he's got top ten potential every single week. Yeah. But yeah, maybe he's more of a wide receiver three than I don't know. Tyreek Hill being out hasn't helped him. But, so but gosh. Wayne oh my gall Gallman. Uh great pickup by Scott. Twenty four eighty, super pissed. That my Saquon injury is leading to success for Scott, but yeah, no kidding. That's okay. Now Scott's sitting on Alvin Kamara, Carryon Johnson, and Way Gallman for as long as Saquon's out. That's a pretty dirty RB one through three, and then like we just talked about with Godwin and Robinson, um, Scott's team looks pretty dangerous. He's sitting at one and three, but he's had massive weeks. Hopefully, he can continue to have massive weeks. Uh, so that he can outweigh his unlucky start, because it could go the other way, where you know he he got all his points too early, his team tapers off a bit, and he can't recover from that unlucky start. You would expect Scott's average score to only go down, right, from the rest of the season, right? You yeah. So this this you would think this would be one of his highest weeks. This is going to be Scott. This might be Scott's best four week stretch the entire season. Yeah, and Realistic, three. realistically, right. Uh, so yeah, you're absolutely right. If he if he now has four down weeks, you, he could be looking at a, a you know a two and six start. The curse is real. But hopefully that's not the case. I mean, for me, I'm hoping he starts one and four, and then from there <laughs> resurges because uh, I'm going to beat him next week. But no, what I mean, the Will Disley pickup 
love it. I think Will Disley is going to be great this year. Yeah. So that was a great pickup. Sophomore sensation, right? I believe he's it's his second year. Yeah, he got injured. Mm. He was like really good to start off, then got injured, was out the rest of the year, and then came back. Like love a young, talented tight end. Absolutely. Speaking of young, talented tight ends, dad's team, George Kittle. <laughs> Pretty good transition, huh? Um, sure. Last matchup? Why'd we leave this matchup for last? Greg versus dad. <laughs> the best duds the best the best matchup um, of the week but um dad edges greg greg goes to one and three dad evens out at two and two puts up 12,126 against greg's 11,568 another close matchup a lot of close matchups this week not high scoring matchups but close nevertheless dad getting big weeks from Devonte, oh my adams adams and robert woods and sterling shepherd Really nice wide receiver performances. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what won Dad the week, especially against Greg's Odell Beckham Jr. getting only two catches for 20 yards. Um, and Preston Williams getting only four catches for 46 yards. Stefan Diggs putting up a respectable 1230, but you see right there the differences in that's, uh, that wide receiver matchup. What, uh, what else about these two teams? I mean, Greg, similar to Scott, sitting at one and three. But he hasn't been putting up the point total Scott has. Like we said, he's sort of put a lot of his eggs into the Browns basket. And I don't know. What is the outlook on Odell Beckham Jr.? I guess let's just start there. <laughs> you're not going to sit him? No, you're right. You're playing Odell Beckham Jr. every week. Yeah. So you just hope he turns it around. It hasn't been... It's been... It's been it, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and... DeAndre Hopkins, those are Julio Jones has been performing, but you talk about yeah. like first round wide receiver picks. I know, I know, OBJ was beginning of second round, but yeah. yeah, it's been disappointing. Well, that's why this week was so exciting for Dad because Devontae Adams finally with fifteen targets, yeah. ten catches, one hundred and eighty yeah. yards. I mean, he put up twenty three hundred points without scoring a touchdown. So yeah. that's that's super exciting. But I mean, go back to what, what you were saying, OBJ. You start him anyways, uh, no matter what. Stefan Diggs, I mean, we talked about Adam Thielen earlier. Uh, you start him. Stefan Diggs, I don't know if, like, he hasn't... Stefan Diggs has he hasn't proven good. himself as a as a locked and loaded start. No, he's playing the Giants this next week, so start you start him. him. But, yeah, it's it's been it's been tough for Stefan Diggs. Not hasn't been a good draft pick. He's got, right now, he's got just... I mean, Nick Chubb has been a beast, but he, he doesn't have a startable running back outside of that. I mean, James White, I guess... But James White is more of like a like a, you know, a flex play. That's yeah. not a running back too. So he's got Duke Johnson. <laughs> he shouldn't be rostering Deion Lewis or Justice Hill. I mean, Justice Hill has potential, but like only if Mark Ingram gets injured. Uh, Deion Lewis, the same thing. If, if Derek Henry gets injured, you be. But he's got. He doesn't have any depth right now. He doesn't have. He hasn't been making waiver pickups. He's averaging 10,500 points a week. He's lucky to be 1-3. in three. It's been a bad start for Greg. Yeah, hey, I mean, you hear you hear <laughs> the hush sound in the studio audience. It's a harsh take. <laughs> it's a harsh take. The people here, a lot of oh, a lot of oohs, a lot of ahs. But you're speaking facts. I mean, it's the truth. Greg is a very respectable, honorable fantasy owner but yeah it's been a rough start to the season and he hasn't 
made those necessary pickups that he needs to in free agency to establish that depth to get guys to plug in. I mean, Preston Williams, he went out there, he's he's getting the target, so I respect it. But you don't you don't want to be playing a you don't want to be playing Preston Williams right now. I mean, no, you, you just you can't let that happen. I mean, I, I don't know. I I know it's tough to put together a roster, but uh, hit the waiver wire, turn things around. I mean, Dad's sitting a little nicer at two and two, but there's there's holes on his team too. The literal only silver lining of starting off poorly is you get higher waiver pickups when the season is starting and like it's becoming clear who are going to be good players that no one knew about, right? Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown, although he hasn't been great, but Marquise Brown, Scott gets Wayne Gallman because he starts 0-3. Greg's not, Greg has not taken advantage of that. Yeah. Got to uh, take advantage of that. So, yeah, t- team's not looking great right now, but Dad at 2-2, two and two, he's actually, his team's been good. He, he is averaging 12,700 a week. Uh, that's fifth in the league. He should be 3-1 and one based on his expected... Win totals. He puts up twelve thousand with Dak Prescott only putting up eight hundred sixty-two. Like you said, interesting week with the Dallas and New Orleans. Dallas. Mark Ingram only putting up seven sixty-two. I mean, like you said, Dak. Dak's been a stud, and so, so has Mark Ingram. Yeah. So just down to to get a win with two of them having down weeks. That's pretty. That's pretty huge. And Ronald Jones now with two weeks in a row. We made for Justin of playing Ronald Jones. In week two, which at the time it was a week two, he was a week too early on the Ronald Jones train. He was a week too early. We'll see if this keeps up. I don't know. I have no explanation for that Buccaneers game against the Rams, so I can't even pretend to give a take on that. I don't know what that was. You mentioned his wide receivers were great. Robert Woods best best week of the year. That's really encouraging. Expect twenty two hundred points without a touchdown. Yeah, just fifteen targets. Yes, insane, and. uh, Tyler Eifert, desperation, tight end play. Dad's uh, was, scra- was grasping for straws with George Kittle out, but he'll get back him back from his bye week. Hopefully Damian Williams can come back. Although, if Damian Williams does come back, what's his role going to be in the offense? It w- it's, the, it's the same sort of thing where, like, if Damian Williams had come out and not gotten injured and established yeah, the lead role... Yeah, didn't have the opportunity to establish himself. Now what happens with LeSean McCoy looking good and Daryl Williams looking good? What's the what's the split going to be? Poor Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's so hard to decide who to throw to. Exactly. <laughs> Poor exactly. Andy Reid. Which weapons do I use? But scary Terry McLaurin was out. He is hopefully going to be coming back next week, which makes Dad's wide receiver situation even better. I think Dad's got a really good team. We, yeah. We've been talking about how it's yeah, good. absolutely. And uh, if, man, if uh, Ronald Jones is actually something, he could, he could avoid the... Uh, the, the mishap of the Damian Williams draft and uh, the fact that he got injured. and So that would be nice for him, but yeah. I wouldn't put my money on it. You wouldn't, huh? Not a big Ronald Jones truther. Yeah, no, I wouldn't put my money on it either. I'd, I'd, I would not. He's looked better, though. I mean, I don't know. Someone's got to run the ball in that offense. True. True. Not going to be Peyton Barber. True. Um... All right, Tommy, that's all the matchups. That is got all the matchups. Any more uh, numbers or algorithms? Otherwise... We'll get this show on the road, but it's been a lot of fun recording in person. Like I said, we'll be recording a another in-person podcast next week. Uh, please keep emailing in, texting in. I know we haven't been getting to it on the show, but we like reading it offline. Um, we really appreciate your support still, and we'll we'll you know we'll read them eventually.
I was just going to rifle through since it's we're a quarter away through the season. I, I've i got a list of all the, the top five players at each position for fantasy so far. Um, we can we can discuss it a little bit. I'm just going to fly through them, and then you can give your thoughts, I guess. Sure. Quick thoughts on that. I'm uh, good at that. I have really good thoughts. So, QBs. Top five QBs through four weeks. Lamar Jackson, number one, averaging 2,800. Louie knew it. Patrick Mahomes, number two, averaging 2,620. Justin Russell, knew it. Russell Wilson, 24-11 at three. Dak Prescott still at number four after after his bad week, 23-56. Carson Wentz, five at 21-48. And Deshaun Watson, honorable mention, at number six with 20-51. So he hasn't really been the problem. It's been more DeAndre Hopkins for Anna. Biggest name off that list, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he hasn't been good. He hasn't even been close to the top six. Uh, running backs, top five. Your boy, Christian McCaffrey, number one, 2485. Whatever. Then Austin Eckler, as I mentioned earlier, with 2375 at number two. Dalvin Cook, not a surprise, 2248, number three. Nick Chubb, number four, with 2018. Mark Ingram at number five. Even with his down week, he's still at 1813 per week. And honorable mention to Alvin Kamara at 1748, number six. Biggest surprises on that list, obviously, Austin Eckler. Yeah. But, uh. Mark Ingram as well? No, I was going to say Nick Chubb. I mean, I. For you personally? For because me personally. He was drafted as a top five running back. I'm a Mark Ingram truther, so I'm not surprised by that at all. Stop. For me personally, uh. I don't mean before the season, I guess, just if you had asked me that list right now, I wouldn't have said Nick Chubb. I didn't, uh. I didn't know he's been that productive. It was really helped by this last week. It was yeah. huge. So, Wide receivers, Keenan Allen, number one, 2,013 points a week. Called it. Chris Godwin, number two, 1890. Cooper Cup, number three. Talked about how great he was. Wow. 1830. Mike Evans at four, 1745. Julio Jones at five, 1683. And shout out to Sammy Watkins at number six. Still at 1,600 points per week. Even Just with- <laughs> from his one week, the power yeah. of a three-touchdown 200-yard Yeah, yeah I mean, that's why Mike Evans is in the top four with his yeah. first two bad weeks. Uh, Cooper Cup, the biggest surprise on that list. I would not have guessed that. Really? That's, that's yeah. a surprise for you? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, top five tight ends. Evan Ingram. Talented. Num- number one. Uh, Austin Hooper. I gave... I, it's Big been, surprise. He's been getting crazy targets since I made fun of Kyle for playing him when he had the down week. Uh, the the Atlanta offensive line has been terrible, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. So he's just getting it out quick. Matt Ryan's not choosing to throw it to Austin Hooper instead of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And Muhammad Sanu, it's yeah. desperation. Yeah. So he, Evan Ingram is averaging 14.65, Austin Hooper 14.18. Mark Andrews comes in at number three. <clears throat> Even with his down week last week with the big week one, he's at 14.03 per week. Travis Kelsey at four with 13.73. And Will Disley at five now. With twelve ninety per week, honorable mention to Mr. Walrus himself. Wow, Aaron Waller at six with twelve thirty per week. Nice kickers. No one gives a crap, but Joey Sly, number one kicker at fourteen fifty. Greg the Leg, huge surprise, thirteen twenty five. Will Lutz, hey, thirteen hundred. Matt Gay at twelve seventy five. That's homophobic. <laughs> Josh Lambeau, twelve hundred, and honorable mention to Harrison Butker. At 1175 and 6. Also homophobic. Defensive. We were talking a little bit about New England. They're averaging 2,950 points per week. Oh my gosh. 
San Francisco is number two. They had their bye week, but I still included them. They are at 2,000 points per week. Chicago is at third, 1938. New York Jets at four, at four, also had a bye week, 1850. Tennessee, 1675. Honorable mention, Tampa Bay, 1600. Uh, yeah. It's been, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Louis has been the best. I we're already a quarter of the way through the season, man. Greg's been the worst. Uh, Justin, by the way, I was, I, I didn't mean to be, I don't mean to be rude to Justin and Greg, but Justin is averaging 10,696 and Greg is averaging 10,520 through four weeks. That is a really bad average. Well, yeah. Things got to get turned around. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you're speaking hard truths yeah. and someone's got to speak it. And that's why, that's why I brought you onto my podcast. That's why I wanted you as my side host to this thing because I knew that you'd be able to speak the hard truths. Yeah. 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 Because Brian's been really bad and he, he's still averaging a thousand more than them. Eleven six. And then everyone else is 12,300 and above. So their teams have just been, it's been rough, but I like <clears throat> on any moment it gets flipped. Fantasy football. Odell Beckham Jr. starts magic. going off. Patrick Mahomes starts getting 3,500 a week. You know? That's all um, she wrote. I did want to, I want to, we, we need, we do need to wrap up because we're, you know, we're, we're going, it's, we're well over an hour now, right? Yeah. So Scott said he wanted, he wanted a, ma- a preview of our matchup. <laughs> I'm not going to go through a full preview or anything close to that, Scott, but I do just want people to be aware. Scott and I are both one and three. We are going head to head in week five. It's a big week. There is a massive, I mean, I don't need to explain it. There's a massive difference between two, two and three and one and four. One and four, you're like tight roping and your season could come crashing yeah. down at any moment. Yeah, that's, Two and three, a there's a lot game. more. Two and three is a lot more. Uh, it's one of the marquee so, matchups of the season. We'll all have our eyes on it. Give me, you don't do have to do a full full debrief, but what do you think will make the difference? Just give me what, the position that you think the matchup will come down to. Ooh, um, running back. I think the running running back. I think running back. Christian McCaffrey versus Alvin Kamara. Yeah, if one of them is massive and the other one is just average, that could in itself be the difference. Absolutely. Uh, things I'm worried about: Sammy Watkins, law of averages, Bounce back game. Yep, another two touchdown, 150 yard performance. Sun. It's <laughs> Sunday night against Indianapolis. I'm gonna be honest. If Sammy Watkins. Does anything close to his week one? I'm it's not, not looking. It's not looking good for hey, the outlook. Hey, you say that, but Scott lost when Sammy Watkins put up 4,200. <laughs> so wow. All right. Uh, yeah. So other than that, yeah. I mean, I just I would say running backs. Our tight ends are pretty even. I, I think it'll come down to running backs and uh, with def- defense playing a, a big wild card as it always does. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of JR, TJ, our producers, Justin and Anna, our partners, Kason Productions, and all our family and friends, amen. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back every week, all year long, every day. Let's talk fantasy football. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Bye. Have a beautiful time. Hi, I'm Paul. That's some bad hat, Harry. Kramer. <laughs>